Welcome to a new episode of the Out of Bounds Podcast. I am your host, Frederick Estrada, and I want to welcome you guys to the NBA 2020 regular season. Before that, I have a few announcements. I know I haven't been posting for a long time, but I want to announce that I've actually joined the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. It's a network of podcasts that I've done with a group of friends. I've had a little bit more of announcements throughout the podcast, a little bit of their podcast and their descriptions and who does it. And at the end of the show, if you want to learn more about all these podcasts, I'll be talking about at the end of the show. But uh, we'll be posting now my episodes on Spotify. This is great because I feel like it'll be easier for you guys to listen to my episodes. And I just really want to thank the guys of the higher frequency podcast network for letting me join the network it's a great opportunity for me and i think for us to grow together and like i said after the show stay tuned so you can listen to some descriptions of the podcasts they have and give the guys a couple chances you know but let's start the episode and i want to do some reactions off the top today is monday october 21st and there's been like three extensions done today the first one, it's been a made wasn't a shocker. It's Buddy Hill with the Kinks. If you can't remember last Friday, uh, Buddy Hill was really vocal about being unhappy about the offer that he was given. He thought he was more valuable and he could make more money. And he was really vocal. He said that if by today, this Monday, they didn't make a deal, he wanted to be traded. And he threw a lot of shade to the Kings. And I'm just kind of surprised by the number. Uh, it's a 94. It's a four-year, $94 million. Um, that it's actually $86 million base guarantee. There has some incentives that he can make $94 million and then up to 106 but it's a little bit more difficult. And $86 million, like I think that dude was expecting like 130 or more like Jalen Brown money. Um, but for the Kings, it's a great sign. If they would have not kept Buddy Heald... It would have been a big mistake. It's really hard for that franchise to get new new people to come in. And, you know, now you have De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, and Buddy Heald. And that's an amazing court. Like, as a Spurs fan, I would love to have Buddy Heald. Can shoot the ball, top three-point percent shooter in the league. And it's an amazing score. So I think it's a great thing that they got to work that together. Um, another overreact, Joe Johnson has been weighed by Detroit. Everyone likes ISO Joe. Everybody believes that that dude can still ball today. Everyone was excited that after the big three, he got a chance to sign with a NBA team. But his contract was not guaranteed, and the Pistons decided to let him go. It's kind of sad. I was actually excited to see ISO Joe in the game again, especially with Detroit. You know, they got Derrick Rose, who was great off the bench for the Timberwolves last year. They made the playoff last year. Um, and I thought, you know, Iso Joe could be playing for a potential playoff team. You know, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But it's kind of sad, the fact that we're not going to have Iso Joe right now in the game. Who knows? Someone might pick their, you know, his non-guaranteed contract. Uh, Golden State, I would do that. Sell more tickets. Any team that wants to sell tickets or any team, you know, someone to have off the bench that can shoot the three. Another reaction, Jalen Brown just got an extension. He was first offered around four years, $80 million, and he was really unhappy with that. He said that he can believe that he could outplay his contract this year and probably make more money himself, you know, bet on himself. Uh, but actually, he was able to make a deal to, uh, today. I guess Danny Ainge and him have been working all weekend for a new contract. This was tweeted by the one and only Woj. And it's a four-year, $115 million contract. You know, you can't complain. It's a uh, first rookie. Instex- it's the first rookie extension deal 
for Danny Ainge since Re- John Ronda in 2009. So it's been 10 years since the Celtics have really extended a rookie contract. And, you know, good for Jalen Brown. Like, get that money. But now Kyrie is not in. You know, you don't have Horford. We're really going to need – they're really going to need Jalen Brown to step it up. So let's see if he's actually going to be able to make that money worth it. Uh, Sabonis got an extension with the Pacers. I think there's another great extension. You know, you really can't let him go. It's a four-year, seventy-seven million. I'm pretty sure that guy was expecting a little bit higher than eighty million. I think it's a great contract, great tradable asset. That is a team that won forty-eight games last year, but ninety-five percent of the people were surprised that they were like the third seed in the Eastern Conference after they lost Oladipo. You know, Oladipo is coming back, but it's one of the f- most freakishest really scary injuries an NBA athlete has had in recent years. It's like Paul George. So you really don't know what to expect from Oladipo. Um, and so if the season goes downhill and, you know, you want to create more space or you, things just a bonus don't work out great, you can trade that contract. I think it's pretty good for them. And ultimately, uh, for as reactions, Cyan Williamson is out for 68 weeks. That is a great shame. We're all excited to see Sion. I've been watching Sion's highlights since high school. Not my high school, but since he's been in high school. Uh, if you really didn't know, he was actually ranked number four power forward coming out of high school, which is clearly incorrect. But we're all excited for him and the Pelicans and see what type of team and you know what they could do. You know, it's only a month and a half, but I'm assuming it's like 15 to 13 games. If he starts losing 30 games, he might not be rookie of the year. You know, you need to you need to play games to really win those awards. So I really hope Sion can come back from the injury, stay healthy. We can see him this year. We can see him grow and he can make an impact to the Pelicans right away. Uh, it's pretty sad news to start today, especially the day before the NBA season starts. I don't know if I'm releasing this the day it comes out, but me as a Monday, you know, it's pretty sad to see that. Now, uh, I want to go into my predictions of the Western Conference playoffs and the Eastern Conference players, what teams are going to make it, what changes I am excited about. I'm just going to talk about each team maybe a little bit. Uh, if not, I'm just going to mention them. Uh, but before that, let me talk to you about one of the podcasts in the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. There is College Football Extravaganza with my friend Robert, David Wood, and Joey Clark. This show is a weekly college football podcast going over picks, spreads, news and a lot of different things all about college football you know we're midway through my florida gators have lost one game unfortunately against lsu i feel like if we would have won that game we should have been top five right now we really need to beat georgia um hopefully i can actually collab to this guys because i have a lot of opinions a lot of salty opinions but um if you guys want to listen to a podcast support us about college football check them out college football extravaganza with my friend Robert Davidswood and Joey Clark. All right, let's go into the Western Conference and talk about my predictions. And I think I'm going to start from the top because I think the surprises are actually going to be the teams that I keep out. The Western Conference, as always, is super lit up. It's way more competitive than the East. But I have for, and this is who, this is not a ranking who I think is best. Like, number one is like, I don't think that's the best team. I just think for the regular season, this is what their standings are going to be at the end uh, without any injuries, hopefully. You know, I can't count for injuries, but if everyone stay healthy, these are my predictions. And you have to understand if you're a casual NBA fan, 
the NBA regular season is almost 80% different than the playoffs. The game is different, how it's played. The calls are different. The tempo is different. The type of defense and offenses are different. Way more iso ball in the playoffs. Way more movement in the regular season. Way more foul calls. Faster tempo. It's just completely different. A lot of people rest. So this is why I don't think it's like a rankings of what the best teams are. Just in a sense, but more on how they play in the regular season. But for, for I think, who's going to be the number one... Let me start with the Eastern Conference, by the way, because they are the poo-poo conference. For the first, in the Eastern Conference, I have the 76ers. That team is stacked. Um, you know, we have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the people that they brought in. They brought Al Horford, who is an all-star, one of my favorite players in the league, Dominican, respect. I'm making the conversation. I have a whole argument on how Al Horford is actually a basketball Hall of Famer. Listen to me. He's not an NBA Hall of Famer. It's a basketball Hall of Fame. And I truly believe that Al Horford deserves to be there. That's for another day. They added Josh Richardson, a really good three-point shooter from Miami. But not only that, a great defender. Um, And they got rid of Jimmy Butler, you know, and Amir Johnson, who Amir Johnson was just a spot that no one used. Jimmy Butler created a lot of chaos, a lot of iso ball. You know, we've seen glances of Ben Simmons three. And if Ben can shoot like at least 25% of three for three, like one out of four shots, maybe be 32% from the corner, you know, he can take over that team and take over Jimmy Butler. It was too much. It was just one ball for too much people when you added Jimmy Butler in the mix. So getting rid of him is actually an addition by subtraction. Not to say that Jimmy Butler is a ball player, but just chemistry wise, I think it's better for the 76ers. There's a lot of people's favorite. To make the NBA Finals. I'm actually not going to predict that. Till maybe 20-25 games into the season. Just because I can see a quarter of it. And really have an idea what's going on. So for the top of the East. I have the Philadelphia 76ers. For number two. Pretty obvious. The reigning MVP's team. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak. The Milwaukee Bucks. You know. I think this team. Giannis is just going to go to another level. You know, it might be a 5% more increase, but he might, you know, he was shooting the three in the playoffs. He was making three in the playoffs. He was scoring like what we hope Ben Simmons is able to do this season. He was already doing it in the NBA playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals last year. So if he can bring that into the regular season, improve his game, shoot at least 30% from three, maybe 34 from the corner. Holy God, his game is going to change completely. He's going to be more physical. He's going to have to take over even more. You know, it's kind of crazy since they lost Brockton, who is huge concern because it takes out some of the scoring for the game. They lost Nikola Mirochik, who kind of had a really bad year last year. But besides that, was a great three-point shooter, can extend the floor. But losing Malcolm Brockton, who was a great defender, a great number two, a great scorer, a great three-point shooter, Giannis is going to have to step it out. I think their key player, though, is Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe was given that extension in between of the year last year of the regular season when he was playing great, but he was a huge disappointment during the playoffs. If that guy becomes to be a huge shit show, it's going to be a really big waste of money. And he really is going to, Eric Bledsoe is going to be the one that's going to step it up. Like, who is there besides, and Chris Middleton? Chris Middleton just got paid. He got paid top money. He's the number two scorer in that team. So, them three, that's going to be the top three for that team. And they're going to all have to step up. A little concerned about Brooke Lopez. He played a lot during the offseason. 
uh, played during the FIFA World Championships, and he was not really scoring from three like he was in the regular in the playoffs. He was actually having difficult scoring the three. So hopefully he's able to get that back for the season, and I just hope he stays healthy. Like I said, he had a lot of miles, and he played during the offseason. So let's hope he's good. Now for the third seed, pretty obvious, I think, for most people. I have the Boston Celtics. They lost Kyrie, but I think just like uh, talking about the 76ers and Jimmy Butler, I think that's just going to be an addition by subtraction more because of chemistry, and it's going to be give the opportunity to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to really take over this team. They really need to find a way to make those two the top priority in this team with the addition of Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is going to be amazing for this team. Can play off the ball. Is known to be one of the best teammates in the league. So it's going to help the chemistry of this team. He can bring 85-9% of the scoring that Kyrie did. I don't know if he can bring the last 10%. Um, they're both, they were both bad defenders. So it's not like you're really losing much there. But uh, I think... How he's going to play with Jason Tatum is going to be way more effective than they had with Kyrie. So, as a number three, I have the Celtics, pretty obviously. For the number four, I think it's more out of respect than anything. I have the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers. They won 48 games. But like I said, that a lot of people, well, I think everyone was surprised about that, especially after they lost Oladipo. But, like we talked about, they are gaining uh, Oladipo's coming back, so that's pretty exciting. But they also got Malcolm Brogdon, paid him like $80 million, um, Justin Holiday. So I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be a really good score to bring next to Oladipo. That's going to be a really backcourt if Oladipo can come in uh, healthy. Domantis Sabonis just got a contract. He's going to have to prove himself. But a really big key is going to be able to find a way for Domantis Sabonis and Miles Turner to play together. If they're not able to play together, it's going to be really difficult for this team to even make it, like I said, to the number four seed. Because a lot of I think a lot of these teams in the E's are going to just try to make the playoffs just to sell some tickets. They lost Corey Joseph, who was a really good player. Uh, Tariq Evans, big keys off the bench, you know. And Darren Collinson. Uh, and Boyan Bogdanovich. So these all they lost a lot. Tadeus Young, a lot of key players that were coming off their bench. So it's gonna be interesting to see how some of the new uh, people that they bring, like Jeremy Land and T.J. McConnell from the 76ers, are really gonna act in this team. For the number five, I have a team that I hate and love. I don't love this team, but I respect this team because I live in Florida. But I hate it because I'm a Spurs fan. The Miami Heat. They got Jimmy Butler. They finally got an all-star, a guy that is able to really uh, have his own team and take him to the next level. He almost did that with the Timberwolves until he got hurt. They were the third seed. He did it with the 76ers. He took over the playoffs for them. Um, So great addition. They got rid of Ryan Anderson finally. They lost Josh Richardson, which I think is a huge loss, but with Jimmy Butler makes up for it. They got rid of Hassan Whiteside, a lot of money, a lot of... And that guy's another addition by subtraction. was really bad for this team, for the attitude. Complained a lot with the coach. It's just good for him not to be there anymore for both sides. Um, But one of my favorite rookies coming in, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, that guy was committed to Wisconsin. He lived in the state of Wisconsin. And he decommitted from it. And everyone in the the state hated him. Every time he went somewhere, he got booed for it because he picked uh, Kentucky. Um... You know, a lot of people slept on him, I think, during the NCAA tournament. But throughout the preseason, that dude has been going off the charts. I, I've, Since day one, I've thought a lot about it. I, I compare him to J.J. Redick. Now, we need to put a lot of respect into J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick is one of the top three 
uh, shooters, not top three, sorry. He's one of the best shooters to ever been in this league. I don't know where he's going to be ranked, but he's a top shooter. Like, And he's made the playoffs every single year he's been since he's been drafted. This might be the first year ever with the Pelicans that he might not make the playoffs. So he's great off the bench. He's a great teammate. Can shoot the three. We all know J.J. Reddick can shoot the three. But Tyler Hero can also shoot the three. Can also make space, make room, take over control, play some iso ball, and he can go into the basket. I just think, I don't know how Tyler Hero is going to be used. I don't know if he's going to be used off the bench as a starter. kind of hope he's used as a starter or if not off the bench. But I think Tyler Hero can be a great impact for this team offensively. It, it's just a great baller. Tyler Hero is a baller. Like He's going to get you a bucket. He can like play off the ball, move through screens, go into the go into the basket, or he can just be like, clear out, I got this, and score on you on your face or go into the basket. So Tyler Hero, I got a lot of good things to say. Great addition for the Miami Heat. For number six, I have the Brooklyn Nets. They lost D'Angelo Russell, again, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not going to be here this year. Uh, the center, sorry, I'm kind of blanking right now. DeAndre Jordan. So uh, they actually just extended to Arm Prince. They gained current Temple. So it's going to be interesting. They lost DeMar Carroll to the Spurs. I'm glad he can shoot the three. He was actually a decent defender. Um, I just, you know, they still got Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert. And you add Kyrie Irving to that team. I just think they're going to be able to get into the playoffs. I really don't know what to expect out of this team. I think they're a first-round exit. Like, they're going to make the first round and just get eliminated again, win, like, 44 to 46 games. Um, You know, and it's just hard for me to make any ideas of how really good this team is because it's not going to have Kevin Durant. You know, you had Kevin Durant, and it's just a whole complete story. And then, like, even next year, we don't know what team it's going to be like because Achilles' injury that uh, Durant had a lot of... It's really hard for people to come in. So we we don't know what's going to happen, but... I think they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be off in the first round. And I think that's the same for the next two teams, by the way. For number seven, I have the Detroit Pistons. Like I said, they added uh, Derrick Rose great off the bench. They got rid of Joe Johnson. That really pisses me off. Um, I don't understand why. They got rid of Sasa Pachulia, thank God. Third just player in the league. Um, and, you know, they the only concern here really is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin went off last year. So if he can stay healthy, have the same amount of uh, the same type of game he had last year, I think they're gonna make the playoffs and be a first round exit, because uh, that's kind of how life works. And for out of respect, the last seed I have Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors got rid of Kawhi. You know they ain't got career Kawhi just left, and uh, yeah, that was their MVP. That was their guy. That's why I have them at number eight. Uh, it's just gonna be. I just think, you know, Marcus all played throughout the whole offseason. He's getting up in age. Sergey Bach is getting up in age. We just don't, I don't know what this team is going to be like. Fred Van Vliet went off last year. Like, he was such a good player for them. We don't know what type, like, is he going to be the same level? Is this who he is? Or was it a special year? Like, there are, in the NBAs, there are special years. There's for players like sometimes they just go off and have an amazing year and the next year they go back to reality so i don't know what to expect out of this team you know the biggest best addition i see is like stanley johnson so i just can see this team having a really bad losing record the first 40 games and deciding to trade 
uh, Kyle Lowry, but I also see them sneaking into the playoffs, making like winning like 41 games and getting out of the first round. So I think out of respect, you know, they're the NBA champions till uh, the end of next year. So I have them at number eight. And before we go to the Western Conference, let me talk to you guys about another podcast in the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. The Luchadores of Liberty, a libertarian podcast with my friend Robert Vinson, Dimitri Nanos, and Joey Clark. This show consists of current events through the libertarian perspective, including news, analysis on political issues, domestic and foreign, and as well as discussion as debate. And please listen to all of our podcasts on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. All right, let's move to the Western Conference Finals. And like I said, I think I'm going to go from the top to the bottom. Uh, because I think the biggest surprise are really going to be at the end. Uh, this one, who freaking knows how the West is going to end? It's so competitive. This is such an amazing good year for the NBA. If you're a casual fan, this will be the year to really watch the regular season, um, see the playoffs. I think the NBA might have an amazing TV year this year. Um, but for my number one, who I think is going to end for, at the end of the regular season as the top team, I think I have the Houston Rockets. You know, they got rid of Chris Paul uh, and added Russell Westbrook. And that's been a top three team in the Western Conference. Top three team in the Western Conference for the last three years. And he, Russell Westbrook is a huge, inc- uh, like, better asset than Chris Paul is going to be to this team. A way better player right now. You know, Chris Paul is up in years. Um, so, you know, there's been some drama with China lately. So I'm actually really interested to see how that affects the team going on. I actually don't think the story is going to go away anytime soon. Little things are going to be added throughout the season, maybe comments. Um, so I'm going to really interested to see how this affects the Houston Rockets. They brought in Tyson Chandler, Ben McLemore, Taylor Swift, I'm really, and then Russell Westbrook. And, you know, you still have Aaron Gordon, Gerald Green, James Harden. I really think this team is going to be the top seed in the West. I think they're going to come make a statement. Uh, both Russell Westbrook and James Harden are former MVPs that really like to prove people wrong. So I think this is going to be the number one seed in the West. For the number two seed, I have the Denver Nuggets, a young team that is ready to make a statement. Just as the Houston Rockets, I think they want to make a point. You know, they made a, mo- a point last year, and unfortunately, they actually lost against Portland, which a lot of people had the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets should have won that series. Damian Lillard is just a god. Damian Lillard is is in a whole nother level in conversation. Uh, we can have a huge debate about him another day. But he destroyed the OKC dreams and Denver Nugget dreams. And, you know, this team last year struggled throughout the playoffs. The Spurs got two games on them. Uh, they were able to adapt defensively, Spurs being like a seventh seed. No one thought they were, and they they punched them, and, you know, they had to wake up, and the Denver and Portland showed them a. Uh, what true playoff experience is. So I think the Denver Nuggets is a, such a young team is going to want to make a uh, a statement and really prove themselves. What's it? Michael Porter Jr.? I'm really excited to see him. You know, wasn't able to play last year. He was a number one high school recruit two years ago. Best top player in high school. Um, was injured before the NCAA tournament uh, season even started. Played like six games. Played really bad. Should have not played. But was drafted by Denver Nuggets and his preseason he's looked really good and Nikola Jokic he's uh he might be a top four MVP uh conversation uh next year uh so look into that this team is gonna want to make a statement off the top so I think they're gonna be the number two 
The number three, another team that's going to, this is, you know, I might be saying this a lot, but a lot of these teams have changed so much and they want to make a, like, you have teams like the Denver Nuggets who are young that want to show themselves. You have teams like Houston Rockets who have been so close and just want to want to prove it for once that they're the best team in the league. And then you have teams that made so much additions throughout the offseason that they have no chance to. They're going for it, you know, so they're going to want to make something. And for the number four, uh, number three, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. They got the some, one of the best players in the league in Kawhi Leonard. Uh, NBA Finals MVP twice already, you know, super young, loves LA. Uh, and they added Paul George. Paul George uh, might not come till December because of his injury. He had surgeries on both his shoulders, so that's going to be interesting. But the Clippers made the playoffs last year. So so many people were surprised about this team last year. They won so many games. And you add Paul George, who's not going to be there for maybe 30 games. And then you add Kawhi Leonard for the whole season. And how is this team going to be any worse? This team is better. Uh, it's everyone's favorite to make the NBA Finals or to win the championship. It makes sense. You know, there's not much to say. And I think they're going to be the third best. They're going to be the third seed in the Western Conference. For number four, a team that has been needs to be given respect, the Portland Trailblazers. There's a 10% chance Damon Lillard goes for an MVP type of season where he scores 30 points per game, shoots over 45% for field goal, over 45% from three, and just goes nuts. But this team, the Portland Trailblazers, have been a top four team for the last four years in the Western Conference when it comes to regular seasons. You know, they... They lost their center. I can't remember their name right now. They got Hassan Whiteside, who, you know, if you're hopeful, you wish he's anything close to what he was in his star, all-star years. Um, but I'm just hoping he is more of a little bit of a, let's wait till Joseph Narkic come back, who should be a great player for them. Came Baseman from Atlanta comes, great addition for their for their, uh, for their bench, Pau Gasol, you know, a lot of experience. So give a lot of respect to the Portland Trailblazers. They are going to be there, and they're going to punch you in the mouth. You really you really need to respect this team. You saw what they did to OKC, to Russell Westbrook and Paul George. CJ McCollum goes off too. And you saw what they did to the number Denver Nuggets. They made the Western Conference Finals. So a lot of respect to the Trailblazers. I think they're going to be the four or even the third seed. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. For number five... I have the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Uh, you know, this team is going to be really good. The only one thing is, like, I don't know how many games Anthony Davis is going to play. I don't know how many games LeBron James is going to play. I don't know how many games Cal Kuzma is going to play, who was injured over the summer and still might be out three to four weeks uh, for the regular season. You know, there's a lot of question marks about this team. Their point guard, their best guard right now is Rajon Rondo. That is not great. You know, it's, there's talks about LeBron playing point guard, but... You know, they still have KCP, who's been, eh. So it's going to be DeMarcus Cousins, who might be, he's not going to be coming back. They did add a Danny Green. Sorry, Danny Green is probably their best, their best guard. But they need a point guard. Um, but like I said, I think a lot of this is going to depend what Anthony Davis does. Um, it's because uh, LeBron is going to get his. Uh, I just think Anthony Davis is, has to take over and really make a, take the leap. You know, be, become an MVP, become the player that we all expected him to be. So uh, for number five, I have the Lakers. For number six, I have the Utah Jazz. I almost forgot about the Jazz just because I really, besides Donovan Mitchell, who do you really like? You know, like no offense. 
But, uh, you know, this team has been in the playoffs for the last couple of years. Donovan Mitchell has been able to carry this team. Joe Ingles, I love that dude. And then you still got Rudy Gobert. That is Bojan Bogdanovic from Indianapolis. I think that's a great signing for them. A lot of more scoring and be able to, you know, extend the court. That is Jeff Green. Jeff Green is always a hit or miss depending on the days. I like Emmanuel Moutier from New York. Uh, he was first drafted by Denver. I think he can be a decent backup guard. He's just really going to have to step it up. Um, the only issue is, you know, they lost uh, Jake Crowder. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, they lost Ricky Rubio. Um, and I don't know. Who, I look at I look at the roster. And, uh, oh, and they added Mike Conley. I'm a freaking idiot. I actually forgot. They added Mike Conley. There's the point guard. So you add Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. That's going to be a really great pot court. Great defensively. Mike Conley can get his. You know, Donovan Mitchell can already get his. He's going to help Donovan Mitchell so have someone else that can score. Ooh, this team is going to be dangerous. Maybe fun to see, too. I like Mike Conley. You know, great years with Memphis. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be good to see him with another contender team. But the West is so stacked. I really wouldn't move them. Like, I think the Lakers would be better. Portland would be better. Clippers would be better. The West is so stacked. So I think number six is good for them, even if I forgot about Mike Conley. But, damn, this team is actually going to be really nasty next year. Or this year. This actual year, starting this Tuesday. For number seven, a team I disrespected last year, my team, the San Antonio Spurs. So, I'm, I'm, I don't really care, honestly, at this point. It's been five years of every year people being the Spurs era is over. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Their team is older. They have LaMarcus Aldridge on, and, the, you know, and DeMar DeRozan. They can't shoot the three. They only shoot the two. They play so old style. We don't care about that. We used to shoot the three when no one shot the three. We used to be defensive when no one focused about defense. You know, we have the best coach in the league. I don't care what you say, five championships. He has like three coaches of the year's award, I think, at this point. Uh, we have one of the best systems. We have two all-stars in the Marcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan. We made the playoffs last year, and we got better because we got DeJounte Murray back. DeJounte Murray, on his rookie season two years ago, made all-defensive third team on his. Rookies are known for scoring. Players are known for focusing on, on scoring. DeJounte Murray was such a great defender for this team, can move the ball, can go in, and he just got extended today. He got a four-year, $64 million contract, such a good contract. I really think that dude could have made $80, $90 million. He's a Spurs system. He believes in the Spurs. He believes in Greg Popovich. And like I said, we saw what uh, we got Patrick Mills. We have so many playoff experience. We got Derek White, who last year made such a huge impact. He was the reason why we won those two games against the Denver Nuggets, who were the second seed. This team is better than last year. People are taking us out of the playoffs. I'm telling you, the Spurs are still here. We're still going to rock. I have a lot of questions, a lot of things they wish they did differently, a lot of players I wish they were traded. Not a lot, but like I wish there was. I wish we had that one player. I don't think DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge are that one player. They're no Paul George. They are no Russell Westbrook. They're no James Harden. They're not LeBron James. They're not Anthony Davis. They're not, they're not freaking, you know, uh, I, I, they're not a number, a number one player. They're a great number two, but I think we need someone that can take us to the next level. And I'm not talking about just a bench player. I'm talking about we need to either get the rid of LaMarcus or DeMar and get a, a player that can take us to the next level. I'm just being honest. We bought DeMar, DeMar Carroll uh, from Brooklyn. 
Trey Lyles. Uh, you know, our our freaking bench is great with Patrick Mills. There, uh, Lonnie Walker, who's going to be great off the bench, Brian Forbes. So, like I said, I, this this team is so good. I love my Spurs. I have them at number seven, so if you think I'm biased, I don't know what you're thinking. But they were better than they are last year. They, they brought someone who can be an all-star. So, I have them at number seven. And for number eight, the last team in the West to make the NBA playoffs, according to me. The Sacramento Kings. I love this team. First of all, I said it in the draft. What was it? Two, three years ago, I said in the draft with Lonzo Ball, who was there was another uh, point guard that was drafted before him. But I said it. De'Aaron Fox is the best point guard in that draft class. It's the same draft class as Lonzo Ball. There was another point guard selected before him. De'Aaron and he's proven it. De'Aaron Fox is the best point guard out there. He's going to be an All Star. He was in contention for most improved. He improved his three-point percent uh, shooting. He is one of the fastest players in the league. He can play defense. He can go in. You have Marvin Bagley, great someone who wasn't the rookie play, rookie of the year contention, so he got hurt. You extended Harrison Barnes, unlike that contract, but you know to have him in the team, not even as your third best player, is pretty great because you have Buddy Heald, who signed his new contract. I actually love Buddy Heald a little bit more than Marvin Bagley. I just think his three-point power of shooting his percentages top five uh three-point shooter in the league so i think he's a great scorer and like you have him and you're in fox i think they're gonna make the next step this year i think they're gonna make the playoffs i think they're gonna make a statement just by being there they're gonna be out in the first in the first uh, round they might win one game they might be like yeah they might win one game in the whole play in the first round but you know they added trevor arisa who has nba finals experience Corey Joseph, who comes from the Spurs system, who had some um, playoff experience as well. So I think this team is going to be able to really make the next, you know, last year they were fighting to make that eighth seed. I think this this is the year they make it. So and I, I, that's a fun team to watch and fun team team to root, you know, for Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. They're really fun players to watch. So I really hope they, they go to that place. Now, I do have some honorable mentions for the Western Conference, not the Eastern because it's the East, but the Western has some teams that, you know, and I'm going to talk about the Timberwolves. I'm not going to put them or give them any respect till they prove themselves. Last time, they were like an actual contention of making the playoffs. Jimmy Butler was in the team, and if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be able to, uh, they, wouldn't, they, they can't make that leap. I don't know what is going on, but Carl Anthony Towns has to take that team to the next level. Andrew Wiggins has been a disappointment. He's still going to be. He's not. I don't, I actually don't expect anything from him. You know, good for you. You got paid. You got paid your money. But, you know, if all you want to do is score 18 points, have no impact in the game, play no defense, get no rebounds, just stand up and wait for you to get the ball because that's all he does because someone else has to score. It's not because, oh, he scores 18 points. There's good scores in any bad team. Um, and he's... Everyone knows, even that franchise know that he's way overpaid. So it's all up to Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, to take this team to the next level. And he just haven't been able to do it. He plays no defense, and you know if he's he's not able to step up. I'm not gonna give him that. And I don't think they're gonna be able to make the playoffs. I don't think they're gonna, they lost they lost Derrick Rose. I don't know why they didn't resign him. Dallas Mavericks. I really wanted to put them up. I love Luca. If you heard my podcast last year, really wish. We had Luke in the Spurs. He's my one of my. He's I think my favorite player in the league. Second one, Giannis. First one is Luca. Luca is gonna be an MVP in this league one day. He's gonna be an MVP. He's gonna take a team to the NBA Finals and be an NBA Finals MVP. 
You know, they got Christos Porzingis who's going to come back, but you just don't know what he's going to be. He hasn't played in over a year. So that's what really, you know, that's their top two. Who's their top third scorer? Who, Tim Hardaway maybe? I don't know. This team, like, you look at it, they still got Barea, J.J. Barea, Dwight Powell. You know, they got Seth Curry who's good, but nothing crazy. So I, I just I don't think this team is going to be able to win more than 38 games. I don't think they're going to make up the playoffs in the West. In the East, I think they could win 40 games, actually like 44 games to make the playoffs. Uh, it's just the West is too hard. And I just don't know what to think about Porzingis. Uh, you know, if he is has a great year, he, they might be able to sneak in. But I just don't know. We haven't seen him and he's been hurt. And yes, I did not have the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. Everyone is telling them they're going to make the playoffs. Everyone is saying they're going to go in. But if we're honest, they lost two key players. They lost two key players. They lost uh, Kevin Durant, who took him to a whole new level when he signed there. Kevin Durant is an MVP. He was the best player in that in that team. He was the best player there. And they lost him. And they lost my favorite player in the team, Clay Thompson, like he's out for the year. I don't think he's going to be able to make it before March. You know, we all talk about how he's a great defender. He's going to be able to score three. He's going to be able to come back from that injury and be so great. But, you know, he's coming from a really bad injury and he's going to be out for a long time. He's going to take time to adjust. And everyone is talking about, I love, you know, I love that they got D'Angelo Russell. I think it's a great signing. Love the, I think he's going to be great in that team. But this is, he took a team, they barely make the playoffs last year, but that was in the East. You know, the West is a whole nother thing. And if you don't believe me, you really haven't been watching the NBA or paying attention. The West is a whole nother level than the East is. And I just don't know if him, Steph, and Draymond, another people, they lost Jordan Bell, they lost Andrew Bogut, they lost Andrea Godala, Jonas Repko. Sean Livingston, they lost so many key players of those finals. You know, they added Alec Burks, who? Jordan Poole. Their bench is going to be terrible. Marquise Chris, like Willie Collins-Stein is probably the only decent player in that bench, maybe. Yeah, because I think Kevin Looney is going to start. Yeah, he's probably the only decent player in that bench. And, uh, you know, D'Angelo Rosso is really good. He's an all-star from last year, but... The West is a whole nother. This is going to be a new thing for him. And, you know, we all talk about how Steph Curry is going to be able to have an MVP season. When was the last time Steph Curry played more than 62 games? I want you to really think about that. And if you want to think about it, look it up. When was the last time Steph Curry played more than 62 years? When was the last time Steph Curry didn't miss 15 to 20 games because of injury? When was the last time Steph Curry didn't have ankle issues? You know, Steph Curry has not been able to stay healthy more than 65 games in a season for the last two to three years. So for us to expect that he's going to play 70 to 75 games, carry this whole team whose starting lineup would be Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, great, I get it. And then what, Draymond Green, Kevin Looney, and Damian Lee or Jacob Evans? And their bench is Alex Burks, Marcus Kreese, Glenn Robinson III, Jordan Poole. Willie call what bench is this? They have no bench. So for us to expect that they're going to be able to win, it's going to take up to 45 to 4 it, it might take 48 wins to to be able to make the playoffs. Like the Kings might have to win 48 games to be the 8th seed and I just don't see it. I don't see Steph Curry playing more than 70 games. And if he doesn't play over 70 games, 
and be the dominant Steph Curry scoring over more than 30 points per game, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's just, it's nothing against them. It's nothing against Golden State. Don't call me a hater. I really don't care about it. I love Klay Thompson. If Klay Thompson was there, I think it would be a whole completely different story. I know he's saying that we're still there, but you have to understand your bench is really bad. You added D'Angelo Russell. Great. It's a great addition. Great contract. But Klay Thompson is out. Draymond Green. Last year, he came like 20 pounds heavier and wasn't able to really make a good impact till 40 games into the season. Like, I don't I don't know. This team really struggled last year, and I know they were like in the top four in the West. But if you really watch the games that were not the same as years previously, they lost Kevin Durant. They're not going to have Clay. Their bench is terrible. I just don't, I think they're going to miss the playoffs. And the third team I have is the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans is going to be a fun team to watch. A lot of people think, you know, they can sneak in. They are going to be a, f- a fun team. Like, that's not a, that's not, that's not an issue. The only issue is, like, you have people that need to prove themselves. Like, Lonzo Ball and, first of all, Lonzo Ball and Brendan Ingram have all, ha- both have injury issues. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, we're just assuming they're going to play, like, 70 games, but they haven't been able to play 70 games. Like, do we just forget about stuff like that? They lost Julius Randle, who was scoring like 19 points per game, who was like, should have, I don't know why they didn't kept him. I would have paid that guy that contract. I love Julius Randle. Sion Williamson is already expected to lose four to six weeks in the season. Like, you know, and weight has been a huge issue for him and for the intensity that he brings and athleticism. He's really going to have to lose weight. We don't know how many games he's going to play. Love the addition of Josh Hart. Josh Hart missed a lot of games last year. So we're just assuming everybody here is going to be able to play 70 games and go to a whole different level because Lonzo and Brandon Ingram have been a little bit of disappointment in L.A. They weren't the players that they expected them to be, and they could be. You know, you added LeBron James, and it was a com- complete the changed the trajectory of that team so a lot of more pressure came into it their game styles came differently but they just haven't proved themselves and for me to like for me to put them into the playoffs in the west i think a lot of people really need to take a step back and just wait to see just you just have to see what type of team they're going to be and if they can stay healthy and if they can stay healthy and everything can go perfectly hey if they make the playoffs i'm not going to be mad at myself like like I said, I think people need to take a step back and really look into the facts and really not assume this team is just going to make the playoffs. Uh, besides that, I think that will be the end of this episode. I'm really thankful to being back. I'm going to try to be able to either post every Monday or record every Monday and just post it on Tuesday. Uh, it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm probably going to miss some episodes. Uh, I have It's going to be really hard for me in the next couple of weeks. I have two weddings and anniversary and girlfriend birthday so i'm gonna be all in the next three weeks so it's gonna be so crazy for me but i'm gonna try my best bring my laptop when i can um and post way more i'm not gonna give up on this uh thank you guys so much for staying with me and you know i really hope that the addition to spotify can help you guys really to get the content i know soundcloud is really iffy and it's just i don't want to math out like talk bad about soundcloud but most people have Spotify, right? And it's Spotify is free. It just I don't have to pay for it. So I'm just glad it's I'm able to keep I'm glad to be back. You know, I've thought about this the whole time I haven't been posted. This is something I wanna do. I really enjoy it. And you know, if, if anything, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, listen to one of our podcasts in the higher frequency podcast network. 
college football extravaganza, Luchadores of Liberty, What's Up Guys, or Higher Frequency Podcast. And now, the Out of Balance Podcast. Give us a, give us a check, man. And up to the next one.